Welcome to How to Rock the Stage Show, a show committed to equipping you to hone your media skills better to stand out from the crowd as a go-to expert in your field. Each week, Rich Montreger interviews top leaders, influencers, authors, speakers, podcasters, and media professionals about how to leverage media best to help you shine brighter on camera and stage as a go-to expert. Now, here's your host, The Trigger, Rich Bontrager. Good evening. Welcome back for another live edition of How to Rock the Stage Show. It's Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. We're all gathered around, just like the old radio days. You gather around the old radio as a kid, listen to those great adventures on the radio, and here we are streaming live now. Technology has changed so much. We are streaming on multiple channels tonight again. So thank you wherever you're at. The chat box is open, so feel free to join that conversation. Looks like the chat maybe have a little bit of delay here, but don't worry. It will catch up. We're in for a great show tonight. A surprise guest. One thing that I love about doing lives, people don't understand the value of lives. I love that anything can happen during a show, before the show, after the show. I love doing lives. It's one of my passions. Tonight, we had a last-minute change, and we have a home-run guest. We have a rock star stepping up tonight to be with her, and it is going to totally fit into what we're always talking about, media skills. Again, our passion at Rock to Stage to help you shine on camera, shine on stage, elevate you and your brand authority so you get more speaking gigs, more opportunities, but you are seen as that go-to expert. Tonight, we're going to get into your voice. The true voice, your true voice, but more on that in just a minute. But first, I got to introduce that this show is sponsored by the National Speakers Association. NSA is proud to be partnering with Rock the Stage Media, and we are more and more enveloping ourselves and them with us to help amplify and grow Rock the Stage. We appreciate the support of the National Speakers Association. So tonight, it's finding your true voice on stage and in the media. Special guest tonight is Dr. Fred Moss. Dr. Fred is a licensed psychiatrist with nearly four de decades of experience in mental health industry. He's a coach, he's an author, he's a podcaster, and he's a keynote speaker. He's the founder and president of True Voice Podcasting, True Voice Course, which we'll talk about here tonight. Dr. Fred dedicates his efforts to establishing his brand, Welcome to Humanity. That's his brand. It's a home uh, base type of situation, which you'll explain for his work, his speaking career, his coaching, and he also does non-diagnosing psychiatry. Dr. Fred is the host of the inspiring Welcome to Humanity podcast, and he's the author of Creative, Creative 8, Healing Through Creativity and Self-Expression. Tonight, Dr. Fred is going to help us discover your true voice and how to access that true voice, and he's going to give us great insight. So without any further ado, Dr. Fred, welcome. It's just a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me, Rick. It's just wonderful. Thank you for the introduction. It's an opportunity, you know, every time I, these uh, serendipitous opportunities fall into our lap, there's usually some miracle associated with it. And we don't know the miracle until either the event itself takes place or somewhere further on down the line. But there's something here about who we get to be for the world and who we get to be for each other. So I thank you so much for having me on your show today. Well, and again, we'll, we'll be totally transparent here on Rock the Stage that Shelly Harrison represents both of us from Luminary yep. Leaders, an amazing woman. So at times like these, you always have your go-to people, right? Shelly's right. one of our go-to people, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. 
And I had so, an opportunity to have a conversation with her in the last hour and thank her for this. And she looks great. She sounds great. She really is a, a rock star in this in this world. So. so you have a course, you have authors, you've done so many different things. And it's interesting that you make it very well known. You have your own brand identity. And we help people here create their brand, level up their brand with media and other skills. I, I, I'd like us to start there. Welcome to humanity. How did you pick the brand and what are you doing to amplify that brand? Yeah, really good question. So, you know, I really, uh, it goes back a long ways. We could go all the way back to the day I was born if you wanted to, but there was like a, maybe that was the sign that I saw on the way coming out that first day in March 1st of 1958. It was like, hey, uh, Fred, welcome to humanity. And what was there was my parents and my two older brothers. And, uh, you know, my job was to bring sort of, um, was to bring some degree of uh, some degree of authenticity to a world that was in some degree of chaos, like to bring some degree of peace, some degree of pleasure, some degree of uh, maybe levity, um, some degree of, of uh, honest integrity to that world. And that's what I did. You know, it's like punch the clock as soon as I arrived and really started going like that. I was raised, uh, you know, I was precocious. My brothers were quite a bit older than me, so they taught me everything I needed to know uh, long before I should have learned about it. And, uh, you know, life went on. And, and so much of what I did was uh, really, in some ways, to learn how to be a boy like my brothers, maybe a man like mm -hmm. my brothers. And so, you know, I really just chased that down. Um, so, you know, when I didn't, eventually, I, did, I was really a great student because I was precocious, but eventually school didn't work out for me. And I just saw that Everything that ever happens, it seems to happen through communication, it seems to happen through human connection. I feel like I learned that when I was a child. And um, I did know that when I was a child. And the opportunity was, you know, it seemed like school itself and the conventional educational system was not really focused on that. You know, it was instead focused on shutting me down. Like, you know, I there's, look, there's no elementary school teacher who forgot having Fred in their class, that's for sure. And it kind of was like I eventually learned that I had to be quiet and just like learn how to regurgitate what the teacher or the professor put on the board or put in the course. And to me, that wasn't discourse and it wasn't a way to communicate. It wasn't a way to connect. It wasn't a way to move this whole thing called the conversation forward. Yeah. I dropped out of school a couple of times. I dropped out of uh, University of Michigan and I went, came to Berkeley and tried to get my life together. In fact, I did pretty well, but, you know, eventually decided I better go back to school and, Tried again. It didn't work again. I dropped out again. I told my mom I'd never go back to school again. Ever. Never. Ever. It's like, this shit doesn't work. I'm not going to do that. It shuts me down. It, you know, I love Ann Arbor too, a little too much, but I'm not going to go back to school. So she said, that's fine. She, you know, you have to get a job. I was like, you know, moms will be like that, right? It's like, you know, get a job. Yeah. On January 5th, on January 5th, 1980, I got a job as a child care worker uh, at a state mental health facility for adolescent boys, among other things. But my my unit was adolescent boys. And I thought I'd stay for about three or four weeks, get myself enough money to buy myself a Volkswagen and then cruise around the country and figure out what my life was about. But in reality, Rich, what has happened is I've been a child care worker for the last 44 years. Like the opportunity is I'm just a refined childcare worker who picked off an MD along the way. Because what happened was I really learned that communication and connection really is at the heart of all healing, of all conditions, of all types. When I was working over there at Fairlawn Center in, in northern Detroit, 
Meaning these kids, they were only like six, seven years younger than me. And we healed each other by having these beautiful communications and conversations. And, you know, the thing I hated about that job was psychiatry. And I, I just hated the way psychiatry managed those kids. We would call the psychiatrist and say Tony was up too late or Jimmy and Johnny got in a fight. And he'd come down, he'd talk to the kids for like three seconds, talk to us for like seven seconds, write something in a chart. And then we would have to go like, you know, find Tony or Timmy, um, retrieve them, and then bring them into the quiet room, hold them down and fill their, you know, butt with some, uh, some cocktail of adult grade antipsychotic injectable medication. And if they stayed in a stupor for 24 hours, we would call that a success story. Now, what I want to get clear to our listeners here is that's going on every single day still. No, yes. that's nothing new. That's not new. Yep. That shouldn't be surprising to anyone. That shit's happening everywhere. All 50 states, it's happening everywhere. Not just one time in each state either, like multiple times per day, every hospital, you know, like this happening. Yep. To me, it's so ridiculous and so unacceptable, so barbaric that I decided I would go back to school one more time to be a psychiatrist and to actually get the communication, connection, and creativity conversation are at the heart of all healing and to actually just stand for that rather than this crap that we were doing. So back to school I went. 13 years later, I'm, uh, I'm released as a child and adolescent psychiatrist. You know, I, uh, after my medical school, residency, fellowship, the whole thing, and uh, in the meantime, Prozac was uh, introduced and Prozac just yep. changed the whole world. Oh, yeah. It changed the whole world. It's, it's unclear that Prozac wasn't as big a deal as this other stuff that happened these last few years in this uh, most recent times. It was a big deal. It's a big deal. Oh, no, it's it's massive. My dad was a judge. He was a lawyer. He he dealt with growing up. You and I are very similar in age a little bit. But growing up, I went through all the very same things. I was the kid with a stutter. I was put in the lesser class. They tried to put me special ed. They tried to medicate me. My dad the whole time said, he's not stupid. He just can't get this brain in his mouth to work. And they tried the label. They tried the Medicaid. So totally understand all that. So how did you get into this world of podcasting, public speaking, and helping people find their voice? How did you make the shift of, because I can relate, finding the voice was so important for me. Exactly. So what happens is the chokehold starts when I start getting to be a doctor. Like it gets worse and worse. I get harder and further away from using communication as part of my job description. Psychiatry became less and less about communication, less and less yep. about connection. And I was a psychiatrist. And before too long, I by like, like really un, kind of unbelievably, I become a world-renowned psychopharmacology expert. I, I was the last thing I wanted to do. Right. I went into the field so I would never have to do that. And here I was having written for over 100,000 prescriptions in my life. Now, it didn't work for me. I hung in there. There was soul sacrifice every day. There was heartache every single day. Every prescription I wrote was a pain. And I knew that I wasn't doing well for the people I was writing those prescriptions for in almost every case. Now, again, with all that said, if we have some listeners who are happy with their medicine, happy with their treatment, they feel like they found their answer, they're good to go, they've never been better, they should stay exact, do not change, do not change, like more power to you, congratulations, if you have found an answer that works for you, please do not change based on anything that I'm saying. 
On the other hand, I am speaking to the hundreds of millions of people who don't meet that qualification, who know that these medicines are not the very best thing that they could do for themselves and that these diagnoses are not the very best thing to call themselves. Now, these people are looking for a different kind of answer. So ultimately, 25, 30 years later, in the, like 2016, I finally had had enough. I'd worked in every single area you can imagine in psychiatry in this country and in many outside of this country, just looking for a job where I could be a, a communication specialist, a you know, conversation, a, a connection specialist. Since there wasn't any to behold, I finally decided I needed to back out of the field. And I started backing out. And that's when Welcome to Humanity sort of entered my world. Welcome to Humanity, uh, you know, self-explanatory, like this life of ours. Maybe there's nothing wrong with you. Maybe this world is just kind of wildly difficult to understand and to walk through. Maybe there's some real deep troubles out there and inconsistencies and incongruencies. Welcome to Humanity is how that thing got started. And, you know, I branded it up uh, with using the proper professionals and, you know, it's over the years, since the last seven years or so, it's become more and more obvious to me that it's a really cool name and it's consistent with who I am. And from there, that's we had offshoots. Global Madness uh, was an offshoot. That was a documentary that I got started. And then, you know, we really uh, I wrote this book, Creative Eight. So the Creative Eight is you can see it. Actually, it's right there. So, there. so let's get into the voice, because. Again, I'm, I'm sure this idea of finding your voice comes out of all of that. When people are medicated, when people have been put down, categorized, they don't know how to find that voice. So help us right. find that voice. Help us get rid of that and shift into, and I love the phraseology. You have this thing that your true voice is everywhere. Yeah. You just have to find the true voice. It's literally right in front of you, right? Right, exactly. So we're really... You've had this true voice the whole time. And a true voice is not a matter of singing necessarily, although the creative eight pokes towards many different ways to express your true voice, even over and above this simple vocality, vocality and auditory. Meaning art, music, dancing, singing, drama, cooking, writing, gardening, these are the things that are other ways to express ourselves, our truest voice. Your truest voice can be found when you get out of the, when you get the things that are in your way out of your way. For instance, different hindrances. We've learned how to exaggerate. We've learned how to become duplicitous. We've learned how to say things that even we don't believe. We've learned how to not say things when we know we should. We've learned that if we lie or just tell a half truth, then we don't get in trouble for that very moment. So we should be compassionate with ourselves that we've learned how to be inauthentic with our words. Now, what's very cool is that being inauthentic, or in other words, pretending to be someone that you're not in order to protect the person you are, is just straight ludicrous. So the imposter system uh, syndrome, public speakers go through it, broadcasters, leaders go through it. They fake it till they make it, but they don't yeah. ever make it because they're not authentic. That's what you're talking about. That's exactly what we're talking about. You know, Again, you can get right up on stage and act like you're, you know, someone who you admire, someone else or something, or someone who you think your listeners want to hear. But that shit just doesn't work. And we all know that it doesn't work. Not only does it not come through, it doesn't make you any friends and your inauthenticity comes through. And there's nothing wrong with being inauthentic. We're all we're all struggling with that possibility. Right. All of us, me and you right now. I mean, we're all struggling. It's not like you find authenticity and then you're just authentic, like, you know, been there, done that. 
So then, so, so, so then what do you do? Be like, again, my example, my stutter, I had to get comfortable with knowing I would blow it on stage. I have gotten comfortable where I'll go and I'll make a joke and move on. It's a whole different game than when I first was younger and I hated the stutter. So there is a freedom that comes with embracing the real you, isn't there? There is very well said. And thank you for sharing that. I call it acceptance, forgiveness, compassion for yourself, like really getting what's so and understanding that the emotions that we attach to that are made up. Like we fabricate the emotions, you know, this is a, this is this idea of how much you hated stuttering. You didn't really hate stuttering. You hated the fear of having the response from others when you stutter. Exactly. No, that's, that's it. The, the, the response makes me uncomfortable, them uncomfortable, everyone uncomfortable. And then the relationship as you talked about earlier crumbles because no one knows the next move. Exactly. So it's really interesting when you start looking at, and this is what happened, you know, for me, I became my ideal client. In other words, when I'm not being myself, which I could say as a doctor, you know, prescribing a bunch of medicine and diagnosing people all day long, um, you know, putting them in the hospital and chemically restraining them or sometimes physically restraining them with my orders, you know, I had become my own worst enemy in many cases. And this just doesn't work to not be your truest voice. And now, Look, I also did my very best to hold on to communication and connection, but it was further and farther in between. What happened with Welcome to Humanity and True Voice was I really started to get that I was lucky enough in my world to sustain the wish and the want, the need and the vision to be my truest self. And then my world actually began to work at a new level entirely. So I began to be a source for other people to do that. How do you do that? Well, authenticity is really highly compelling and respected. Have you ever noticed that you can be in a room with somebody who is like diametrically opposed to you in any of various, uh, various opinions of any nature, even if they're entirely the biggest ones out there now, and you can actually listen to someone as long as they're speaking from their heart. As long so as how do you get there? How do you get there? Because that's what people want to know. Because people are struggling with this every day. What are some Mm -hmm. of those tips to help them break through to get comfortable being Mm -hmm. this raw and authentic? Well, it's really a great question. So when I ask this question, when I'm doing public speaking and, you know, expert speaking gigs or whatever, I often ask, like, what's in the way? Since we all know that we want to be heard, every one of us knows that we want to be heard in this lifetime. We don't want to go to our grave with our song unsung. What do we really, what do we really want what's in the way and the answer almost always comes down to that four-letter word starts with an f fear okay there's the fear side but i also know you talk about the hold back side there's a sense that we hold back because of the fear or we hold back because we're insecure do we hold back because we don't know how far should we go why do we hold back Well, we hold back because we think that it's going to hurt more to say our real stuff, that we're going to cause a disruption, that we're going to be dismissed, that we're going to be canceled, that we're going to be censored, that we're going to be thrown off the island one way or another, that we're going to cause more trouble than it's worth. So we choose like good, you know, like good people, we choose to just deal with it. We choose to like wait for the time or we choose to stay quiet when we should speak. Or really the more difficult one is to say things that even we don't believe. Um, And, you know, 
like I, some people call that lying. You call it whatever you will. But when you say something and you know that as you're saying it, you don't even believe what you're saying, that's a substantial problem. So, like, so no, and, and, and I told, totally believe you. And we have a certain politician right now who's doing a great job of that. Even he doesn't believe his own stuff coming out of his mouth. But the, 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 the hold back thing I found when I finally found my voice, found my confidence, found my creative nature, the more I went with the conference and I didn't hold back, the greater the relationship, the greater the conversation, the richer everything got. When I actually leaned into it. Oh, my God. It was way different. Now, how, how do we help other people get there? Because some of us are very thick in the head, doctor. We, we are. We don't care. I don't care. So I kept going. Not everyone's like me. So how do we help them? <laughs> well, again, and as gonna say, that's why I designed the True Voice course. And the True Voice course is really built to help people walk into their greatness, walk into what's been here the whole time, wash away the things that are in the way. It's a course that's, you know, it's got... Um, it's got six modules, 18 lessons, 54 prompts. It's got a 72-page workbook. It's really well done. I took it recently as a, as a participant just to kind of double-check what the experience is. And I'm like, who wrote this stuff? Oh, me. You know, it was like, it was like good, really, really good stuff. Um, and it's really a walk-through, a walk down the lane to this person who you have been the whole time and gives access to the possibility that the payoff that you're speaking to, the payoff of being yourself so far exceeds the payoff from preventing some sort of pain, which doesn't even work anyways. Um, that so, it starts to become a thing. No, so, okay. So again, I'm, I'm just being transparent, using me as an example. But when I embraced my creativeness, I was a comic book fan. Uh, I, 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 I loved action stories. And because of my stutter... I could not read in school. I got laughed at. So the fear of public reading was so bad. My grandmother literally took my creativeness and embraced it and said, read me your comic books, become Batman, become Superman, do the voices, do the actions. She was the first one to find that creativeness, unlock the voice to unlock the real me. That's what you're talking about is finding those things that are already around you and being given permission to be the comic book, to be who you are and just go embrace it no matter what, right? Well, you say no matter what, and I, I want to give a little asterisk to that, you know, like a old Roger Maris asterisk, which is like <laughs> the idea here is you don't want to, you don't want to, this does not mean you go to the top of the mountain and just scream how much you hate your mother-in-law. You know, that, no. that, that, that's not what I'm talking about with true voice. True, the intention of true voice is to listen. Like the number one ingredient of actual true voice is to listen. Listen closely for what the other person is looking for or what the, what the community is asking for, what the situation or circumstances are, are calling for, and then deliver something into that that actually moves the needle forward. Now we're talking about true voice, like, you know, like Miles Davis or like Herbie Hancock, yeah. like, like John Coltrane. You like really just listen and deliver that note. When you start doing that, life becomes quite, quite a different story and you don't, honestly, the punishment for speaking your true voice is no worse and frankly, definitely less than speaking your untrue voice or not speaking at all. I invite people to take incremental steps because we get so solidly concerned that we need to be a certain way rather than who we are. Take simple steps with the people that you love, like your, like your um, grandma. Was it your grandmother? Is that what you said? Yeah, no, no, it? it was my grandma. She was, she was the only one too. The only one that got 
the uniqueness that made me better. Right. So I'm asking people, you know, say that one thing that you haven't said in a while. Say it to your spouse. Say it to your children. Say it to your neighbor. Say it to your, you know, the person at the gas station or your boss or your colleague or your friend. Go ahead and try something new by saying something that you wish you had said the whole time. Bingo. That's really important. Yep. Because that's, that's what I learned. I should have been speaking earlier. I should have been willing to share and ask and do that. You also talk about the true voice transcends this podcasting, this media world that we're in, which I think is really important. It's not just for us public speakers. The true voice is for any career, anybody, because it does envelop your entire life, doesn't it? Very good point. So, yes, it's not just for expert speakers. It's not just for authors. It's not just for podcasters or musicians. It's actually for each and every one of us. Here's the thing. You know, it was Henry David Thoreau who said that, uh, you know, the mass of men go to their go through life in quiet desperation and then go to the grave with their songs still in them. It's really perhaps the saddest part of being human. If what we really wanted to do was be heard and make a difference while we're here and then we stop being ourselves and we will never be heard. So if you don't speak your voice, no one will ever hear you. And if you don't speak your true voice, no one will ever know you. Now, if you don't speak your voice, you can be herded for sure. And that's it. We could see that happening. Uh, But, uh, you know, the idea that you do speak your true voice, I really get it that speaking your true voice is maybe the most important thing in the world, even more important than these things that are going on, viruses or climate change or you know, even wars or racism or sex trafficking, those things are horrible and they threaten all of humanity. But what makes true voice really important is true voice is going to be required to crawl out of any of those things. Yes. Yes. You're not getting, we're not getting through this without true voice. Well, and that's, I think the world's screaming for people to have more of a true voice. I think they're actually begging for leaders, for influencers to say, quit, playing halfway and give us the real stuff. And I think it goes to one of your other points you talk about is find your core message with your voice and speak your core message. Again, not, not screaming, not be a jerk, but share that core message. How important is that to find your voice while finding your core message? Exactly. That's, you know, we can't, I don't know that there's anything more important. And that's why my book, Find Your True Voice was written. That's my next book, which was, and you can get that. You're, I'll give that to your listeners for free. It's at findyourtruevoicebook.com. And uh, you just sign up for that and I'll send it to you, the copy of it. It's a pretty great book. I've, I've enjoyed writing that one. It's another one that I read it. I'm like, who, who wrote this? Oh, me. You know, it's like, uh, it's a cool book. And then the True Voice course. And it's just something like, you know, this is where podcasting comes in too. It's really important to get that podcasting is a great space to either host and or guest to actually speak our truth. I don't know that there's a better place ever has been a better place or that there is a better place right now to actually speaking honest truth, even better than on stages. I like totally agree. And that's why I do what I do. So exactly. The reason we've created this is to give this space, to have experts, leaders help share, inform, but this is the new version of radio. This is the new version of late night talk show. This is, it's even better because there's no sensor. Your, your true voice really can come out of your free. That's right. Yeah. And it's yours. This is still yours. They're not going to cancel you. They're not, at least not now. I mean, not this week. 
I mean, I, but but the opportunity to actually speak that which is important is, is a great little practice ground. But more than that, it's not just practice, because as you mentioned, the moment you start, start speaking authentically, you don't have to remember what you said last time. That's kind of cool. Like you don't yeah. have to remember what lies you told people so that you can stick to them moving yeah. forward. You don't, you do, all you have to do is speak what's on your mind now. And even with it inconsistent with where you were yesterday, it's no problem. That's called welcome to humanity. Yeah. Start being honest about the fact that we all know what it means to be human. Every, every person, as far as I looked, is a human. I mean, that's what I saw. I, every person is a human. So far, I haven't, maybe you found someone who isn't, but I'm pretty sure. So far, 100% of the people I've checked are human. And oh. we know what it's like to be human. We yes. really do. Well, we, know it's like mean sorry, too. we know what it's like to be mean to others. And we know what it's like to be disrespectful or to be disrespected. But the truth is, there's just nothing more important, ultimately, than speaking or being or representing or expressing truth in your interactions. So I want to go back to your doctor, psychiatry, and I want to hopefully land the plane here really well. Mm -hmm. See if you agree with this. The more you embrace your true voice, you find your just true voice, the more you live in that space, you can sleep better at night too, can't you? Oh my goodness, for sure. You can do everything better. You can even do that stuff better. You can do it all better. Your sports are better. Your sex is better. Your eating is better. Your sleeping is better. Your, your enjoying nature is better. It's, it is a dogged life living in authentically and lying to yourself. And we all know it because we've all been bred to do it. But each time you take one weight off of that and you start living even closer to what this is, is authentic, uh, a new level of freedom and power shows up and just does. And it's contagious. Talk about contagious. When I'm authentic in a room, it's amazing what it does to those people who otherwise had not been authentic. Well, and it's, and it is like a magnet because people see so much fake and fake and the imposter system. And when they see someone real, literally the room just shifts and people exactly. keep going on. And all of a sudden you become the center because you are so authentic. Exactly. It's a very liberating thing. Yeah, authentic. I, I like to think that authenticity is more interesting to people than than agreement. Like we tend to agree, right? You say something silly. You say something. I know you're wrong, but I agree anyways because I don't want to fight you. That's just such bullshit. It's just such bullshit, man. Like the opportunity is to be authentic. And it isn't about being mean. It's okay that the other if you would be the other person, you would have the same view of life as them. So it's not like it's, it's okay for them to be them. But you can be authentic about your view of things. And again, in that interaction, a whole new life arises. And that's why I've got to true voice. That's, why, that's exactly who I now get to be. I source other people to find their true voice. My primary tool to do that, I have multiple different time-tested methodologies and a group of people who would swear by the work that we've done. I've created many podcasters from zero to you know, zero to pot, zero to world-class podcaster in my course. And the opportunity is really to step into that true voice, uh, become your authentic self, deliver it effectively into the world. And you'll see that there are people there who are just waiting eagerly to hear and become who you are. 
Dr. Fred Moss, great to have you with us here tonight. Again, president of True Voice Podcasting and True Voice Course. What's the best way to get in touch with you for our listeners here? And we do apologize. The chat is acting up tonight. We will put everything in the post notes and we'll put it on social media. But what's the number one way to get in touch with you to follow up and learn more about this? Yeah. So, you know, one place, there's something called Linktree. And I like to send people to that. This is, uh, I think it's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Fred Moss. It's one place to get that. Um, the other place is I am, we have an event coming on. It's called the Podcast Profit Club. And that's uh, on May 5th to May 7th. And I'm going to offer, I have, we have a few limited tickets. Uh, we're uh, at the uh, early bird rate. And I'm going to offer that early bird rate to the first 10 people that, that email me. That's at drfred at welcometohumanity.net. I can't tell you how amazingly powerful that the people we're going to have on for there are people who are world-renowned in the creation of podcasting, in the creation of, I'm going to be the, one of the three leaders, but in the creation of podcasting, monetizing, marketing, creating, everything from do-it-yourself to done for you. And if you want to come to that event, which I strongly suggest for the people who are listening to this podcast, just write me at drfred at welcometohumanity.net and I'll get you a highly discounted uh, um, uh, early bird ticket. We will drop that into the chat as soon as we get it because we're streaming live. It will go right in the chat because our chat right now is acting up, but it will go right there and also post notes as well. Great to be here tonight with you. Thanks for taking the time to join us, especially because of the last minute change. Life happened, but I'm glad you stepped up to the plate and joined us here tonight. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's really been a pleasure. So that's going to do it for tonight's edition of How the Rock to Stage. Again, uh, a great conversation, trying to find your own voice. And again, continue to work on that. It does make a difference in so much of what you do. Special thanks to the National Speakers Association for once again sponsoring the Rock to Stage show. We're back every Wednesday night live with amazing guests just like this and uh, from around the world that are helping you shine on camera, shine on stage, to elevate you and your brand in new and amazing ways. My passion is to help you grow and shine brighter and brighter. Join us back here at 7 o'clock Eastern time next week for another great show. Until then, I'm the Trigger, Rich Bond Trigger. Thanks.